Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Eve Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more. All in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. So today I'm going to be talking about spending time alone and how it can be a wonderful thing. And also, you know, if you struggle with spending time alone, I want to just share some tips and sort of advice on how I got to this place where I love spending time alone. And to be honest, I actually prefer spending time alone more often than I do spending time with other people so I would say I spend mm, maybe like 75% of my time alone so I wanted to start the podcast with a little bit about my journey about how I've come to love spending time alone and how that's happened over time so I think I've never hated spending time alone to be honest I think I've always been an introvert but not realised Because in the past, say I would spend a day with my friends and then I would go home and I would have enjoyed the day but felt a little bit of relief to have some time alone and to just decompress after socialising all day. When I was at university, I lived with my friends all throughout university and I think that I used to feel a bit weird and almost like, guilty when I wanted to spend time alone not that my friends would ever be annoyed at me for that they would never ever think they would never think that but yeah there was just this weird sense of I felt like it was a bit weird at the time but now I know more about introverts well now I know a lot about introverts and how they need to recharge themselves after socializing obviously it's not it's not weird at all now I almost think as well that being an extrovert is kind of more rewarded by society. It's only in recent times that people have been able to be more open about being an introvert and not be sorry about it. It's like you don't have to make an excuse anymore as to why you don't want to socialise all the time. Like with my friends, I will say, I'm feeling like I just want to spend some time alone or I'm feeling a bit socially burnt out if they ask me if I want to do something and they understand straight away, they completely get it because they are like that in their own way as well. Do you know what I find interesting as well? People think that if you're introverted, you're really shy and quiet, but I don't think that's the case at all because I'm introverted, but I can be, you know, I can be loud and I can be boisterous maybe that's not the right word you get what I'm saying I can be very much out there when I'm with my friends I'm not like shy and quiet okay sorry going on a bit of a tangent there but you know it's all connected so even though I've always loved spending time alone I've really struggled with FOMO so if you don't know what FOMO is I'll be surprised if you don't know what FOMO is it's the fear of missing out it's that fear that if you don't go to a social event, if you go, don't go and do something, that you're going to have missed out on something special. 
I think most people feel this fear in their life and actually I think it's more common when you're younger and then as you get older I don't know something happens and you just feel the fear less. So I think with my own FOMO there would be a fair few occasions where I didn't actually really want to be somewhere but I just feared missing out so much. So sometimes on a night out I would you know be getting quite late and I'd be on the dance floor and I would just be like you know I've had a good time but I'm done but I would still just stay and then the the night would end on a bit of a frustrated angry note because I stayed a bit longer than I actually wanted to or sometimes I stayed a lot longer than I actually wanted to just because of this fear of missing out. Things started changing for me I'd say about six months to a year ago and I think there was this point where there was quite a big learning curve I would say. So my friends organised a New Year's Eve trip away to I think it was Wales yeah Wales and instantaneously I was like oh oh my god I do not want to go I think there was like quite a few reasons for it first of all I don't actually like New Year's Eve I just think it's kind of cringy and I don't ever enjoy it but one of the big reasons why I particularly didn't want to go to this holiday is because they were staying in what's called like a bunk barn and you basically share a room with I don't know you know a few people maybe like five to ten people and this was going to be for five maybe like four days yeah it was four days and I just knew within myself that I could not socialize that much also it was going to be a big booze fest so it would be drinking every single night and I knew that my body and my mind couldn't take that and I just want I didn't want to do that I didn't want to spend four days out of my holiday my holiday was two weeks my Christmas holiday getting drunk it just it just wasn't what I wanted to do but when this invite got sent out for the holiday the FOMO kicked in and I agreed to go on this holiday and I just, I did not want to go. Like, I did not want to go at all. So over the next couple of months when everything was getting sorted, you know, people were sorting out, booking the, booking the place, sorting out cars and everything like that. I was getting so wound up and so stressed and really annoyed at myself for agreeing to do this thing that I did not want to do. So I just kind of had to have a word with myself and be like, you do not want to go to this thing and you need to say something because you will feel so relieved and so much better if you do not go. You like you will not have a good time if you go to this thing. Okay, so I finally said something to my friends and I cannot tell you the relief I felt when I told them I wasn't going. They were really nice about it. They totally understood. And I was really proud of myself. Because I listened to my intuition and my intuition was right. So I think that was a turning point for me where I was like, I'm not going to let the fear of FOMO rule my life anymore. So that Christmas holiday, I spent the majority of it by myself whilst my friends were on holiday and my other friends were like busy doing things. 
And it was honestly the best holiday of my life. I felt so relaxed and rejuvenated when I went back to work because I spent the whole holiday just doing things that I wanted to do. So I went on some lovely walks, I did some crochet projects, I got really cosy, I watched films. The highlight was, on New Year's Eve, I stayed in by myself. I've always wanted to try this, but I've always just been way too scared of the FOMO and that when it actually got to it and then on New New Year's Eve, I would be on my own, I would regret it so much. But I'm so glad that I did this because... I had such a lovely time. It was so calm. It was so relaxing. On the New Year's Eve, I wrote a letter to my future self about my hopes, my dreams, and just wishing myself well for the year. And I'm going to read that letter next New Year's Eve when I spend next New Year's Eve alone. I'm actually excited by the thought of that. You know what I think as well? There's just so much pressure on New Year's Eve to have this like big amazing night and get as drunk as possible well that's what it's like for British people anyway and I just don't like that pressure and then on New Year's Day I had actually planned to go for a walk but I think the weather was like really really bad so I went to the cinema instead and it was the first time that I'd ever been to the cinema on my own and I had the best time I was, I actually felt elated. Like, I felt like I could have hopped and skipped to the cinema. I probably did hop and skip to the cinema, to be honest. I went to see the second Avatar and I was so excited to see this film. And yeah, it was just the best day, the best holiday. Looking back on it, I think that was a really transformative period of my life those especially those holidays because I was changing the narrative for myself I was saying like it is okay to want to spend all this time alone and just do what you want to do so going back to the holiday that my friends booked when the holiday passed and I saw them afterwards I actually didn't feel jealous or that I'd missed out And I enjoyed just hearing all the stories and like laughing and catching up on what happened. So yeah, that's kind of when I beat my fear of FOMO. And from that point onwards, so that was the last Christmas just gone and what it's been about five, six months now. I don't feel FOMO anymore. It's really funny. And I only go to social occasions when I want to go to social occasions. And I'll tell you what as well. When I do choose to socialise now, I always have a really good time, or most of the time I have a really good time because I've recharged my social batteries and I am ready to be fully engaged and fully wanting to socialise. My friend said to me the other day, you know, you're always on good form, you're always on top form. And that is because I've learned the delicate, beautiful balance of knowing when I want to socialise and when I want to spend time on my own. So here are some things that I've learned about FOMO that's helped me reframe the narrative and not feel it as much. One thing that you'll always hear spoken about in the spirituality and wellness realm is balance. And I know it sounds really obvious, but I think this past year I have truly understood 
the meaning and the power of balance and how it is so important to live a contented life. So in terms of FOMA, I think that if you are spending all of your time and energy socialising and you're not making time for other things that are important to be content as well. So for example, if you're not making time to pursue your hobbies or pursue your interests or pursue, say, your long-term goals, you're going to feel dissatisfied in that area of your life and therefore you're not going to feel content overall. So this is a good example. Prior to this past year, I would say that in my life there was an imbalance of socialising and drinking. So most of the weekend I would prioritise socialising and drinking and then I wouldn't end up pursuing any of the other goals or hobbies or interests that I had. I would be hungover or I would be out drinking basically most of the weekend and then my hobbies and my interests got put on a back burner. It's only within this past year that since I've started to say no to some social situations and some nights out that I've actually spent time pursuing my hobbies and interests and I am so much happier for it. And the thing is, I'm not completely stopped going out and not going out drinking and seeing my friends. I still do do that. But now when I actually go out and socialise and sometimes drink, I enjoy it a lot more because it feels more special. And like I always say, it's quality, not quantity. That's kind of a mantra that I like to live my life by. I just wanted to say as well that I'm not demonising drinking. I don't regret my early 20s, but I'm just saying that there was a big imbalance in my life and I was drinking so much that it was affecting my mental health and it was taking priority over so many other things in my life. But now I'm in a much better place where I can drink and I can enjoy it and it's all in moderation and it doesn't affect my mental health at all. The next thing that I'll say about FOMO is, and this is my experience, I think I used to feel FOMO because I always thought the fun was where other people were at. So I thought that I don't know, I just didn't think that I was having that much fun being on my own. And then since I've built self-esteem, since since I've built confidence, and I actually enjoy being in my own company, I don't feel like I need to go and find the fun. The fun is where I am. I am the fun. This is something that I realise retrospectively. Another thing that I found helps with FOMO is practicing gratitude and I know that this can't this isn't always the easiest thing to do because we're not always feeling so joyfully grateful about the lives that we have however I definitely think it makes a difference to my life so every day or nearly every day I write down a couple of gratitudes about my life in my journal 
the things that I write about when I practice gratitude are generally quite small and focused. So for example, I love the colour of the autumn leaves today and then I'll talk about the colour of the leaves in detail. I find that when I write things that are quite big gratitudes like I'm grateful to be alive or I'm grateful that I have a sister, those don't really work for some reason, I'm not sure why. There definitely has been some research done into why it you will feel more gratitude when you write about specific day-to-day things. I think practicing gratitude definitely does work as well because I consistently feel so much joy and gratitude for the small things in my life. So for example, yesterday I went for an evening walk down the cycle loop near my house and I was overjoyed by all the beautiful wildflowers. I was so happy. I was just smiling to myself. Okay, so that's pretty much everything I have to say about FOMO and how I've come to love and cherish spending time alone. So the next part of the podcast is going to be tips and advice on how you can enjoy your own company a bit more. I know that so many people struggle with spending time alone and it's completely understandable. We are brought up to be social creatures so when we don't have that social circle around us it feels weird and we don't like it. Like I was saying before, I think that society rewards extroverts and being social. So the more friends you have, the more cool you are. But I don't necessarily think that's true. I would way rather have one or two really good close friends that I can, you know, get deep with and I can rely on than have five or ten friends who are sort of are fun to hang out with but you can't actually rely on them. I just wanted to say first of all I do actually have a series about this on TikTok and it's called how to enjoy your own company a bit more so what I'm saying on the podcast will be aligned with what has been said in the series but this is a bit more in depth so if you want to check that out my TikTok handle is Eve. Giovanna underscore so that's e-v-e-g-i-o-v-a-n-n-a underscore and that's my Instagram handle as well. Okay so my first tip is about social media so you need to tailor your feed to what you want to be inspired by so for example if you want to be inspired by people going on solo nature adventures then you need to follow people who are going on solo nature adventures I think that we're all very aware of the fact that whatever is on our feed seeps into our subconscious and influences the way that we live our lives. If you have a feed that is full of big groups of people going out and doing activities together or couples that are going out and doing activities together, you're going to feel firmer and you're going to feel like you're missing out because it's sending a subconscious message to your brain saying this is the way that you should be having fun. I found that when I've had times when I've just not had social media and I've been having a bit of a detox that my FOMO is definitely reduced because I'm not constantly flicking through stories and my friends stories or other people's stories of seeing people hanging out. 
I'm not saying that obviously you don't have to delete your social media, but I think I'm just trying to make the point of your social media is a very powerful influence on you and it is wise to be choosy about who you follow and how much time you spend on it as well, obviously. (laughs) Okay, so my next tip is plan nice activities to do. So you need to sit down, have a think and dig deep and ask yourself, what is it that I really want to do, but I've just not had time for, or I've been waiting for somebody else to do it with, but we've not quite got round to it. So for example, I remember last year, I wanted to go walking for ages, I wanted to start hiking, but I think I was just sort of waiting for other people to do it because, I don't know, maybe I just didn't want to go alone. And then one day I was like, I'm just going to go to the Peak District on my own because we keep saying with people, oh yeah, like we will do it, we will do it, but then we've never got round to it. I just think as well that if you're always waiting around for other people to do things, a lot of the time you don't actually get around to it because, you know, people are busy, they've got responsibilities, they've got priorities. And before you know it, five years has gone by and you've not actually done that thing that you said you were going to do. So going back to when I went to the Peak District on my own, I am so glad that I did that because now I've unlocked this amazing hobby that I love doing it brings me so much joy and also I absolutely love going on my own I actually think that I prefer going on my own because it's just so peaceful and rejuvenating and yeah if you have ever spent time in nature or if you love spending time in nature then you know so yeah ask yourself what do you want to do do you want to do painting do you want to do drawing do you want to do cooking literally anything, go crazy. Also, I think it's quite nice to put the activity in your calendar so you can look forward to it and build a bit of anticipation. My next tip is romanticise your life. I know this phrase gets thrown around quite a lot, but it has genuinely really helped me in so many aspects of my life. The way that it can help you enjoy spending time alone is it makes that time alone special so for example when I spend time alone I create a really nice atmosphere so I light candles I'll put fairy lights on and it just makes the time that you're spending alone more special and it helps you sort of like I was saying before it helps you look forward to it So if you're not making an effort to make that alone time special, then why would you want to spend that time alone? Another way that I romanticise my life is I make TikTok videos of my days, my days out, or even just days that I'm not really doing much. Because when you look back at the video, I don't know what it is, but you look back at the video and you're like, oh, actually, that day looked really nice and lovely and I want to do that again. Okay, so the next thing that I'm going to talk about is not necessarily a tip, but it's more of an observation that I've made about wanting to spend time alone. So I've noticed that to actually want to spend time alone, you have to like yourself you have to actually want to spend time with yourself. 
So the only way that I can explain it is, imagine that you had a friend and for some reason you stopped liking that friend. You wouldn't hang out with them anymore, would you? So if you imagine yourself as this sort of separate person, if that makes any sense, if you do not like that person, why would you want to spend time with them? Why would you want to hang out with them? This kind of goes into the realm of building self-esteem, building confidence, which is its whole journey within itself. But this is what I will say and what I find helps build my own self-esteem and helps me basically like myself. I think, unfortunately, tearing ourselves down has become quite a normal thing. And when you tear yourself down quite a lot, obviously it reduces your self-esteem, it reduces your confidence. So this is one tip that I find really helpful when I catch myself out tearing myself down. Imagine that you had a friend who was tearing themselves down, they were saying bad things about themselves. One of the first things that you do is you comfort them, you reassure them and tell them that whatever they said that is bad about themselves isn't true. Also, another scenario, imagine you are speaking to a child and a child says something bad about themselves or they tear themselves down and it just absolutely breaks your heart, doesn't it? And again, you comfort them, you reassure them, you tell them that it's not true and you tend to say something nice about them. Okay, so when you tie yourself down or say something bad about yourself... You're going to comfort yourself and reassure yourself like you would a friend or a child. And don't get me wrong, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And I think that it takes time and it takes practice to get used to it. However, I've been doing this now for, I would say, the past six months. And now I've gotten to this point where I have retrained my brain into been a lot more kind and a lot more comforting towards myself and a byproduct of that is my self-esteem is so much better and I'm a lot more confident as well. One thing that I've noticed that comes up quite a lot when people talk about the fears of spending time alone is this fear of embarrassment of like being on your own in a public space and having this fear that people are looking at you and they're judging you. If you feel this fear, I think something that helps is putting on your headphones, putting on a podcast, putting on music and kind of going into this world of your own. And honestly, you will notice once you start spending time on your own that other people are completely in a world of their own and honestly they do not care what you're doing. When you're out and about and you're doing things you know like going to the shop or a cafe or whatever it is you're not there to scan the room and look at people when they're on their own and think oh my god what are they doing and you're not judging them you're just completely thinking about what you're doing. So yeah just think about that next time you're wanting to go and do something on your own nobody's looking nobody's judging everyone is just completely in a world of their own 
So that kind of comes to the end of tips and advice on how to enjoy your own company a bit more. The next segment of the podcast is going to be discussing the benefits of spending time alone. And there are so many. The first one is you get to set the agenda. So when you spend time alone, you get to choose what you're doing, how long you're doing it for. And say, for example, if you want to leave early because you're not enjoying yourself or if you want to stay longer because you are enjoying yourself, you get to decide everything. And I love that. So, for example, obviously, I'm going to Canada on my own. And I love the freedom of I'm going to be able to choose whatever I want to do. There's going to be no restrictions. It's just going to be completely my own choice. This leads on to my next point, actually. Once you realise that you do not need anybody to do anything, then you just have this ultimate freedom. In my mind, I am like, I can do whatever I want because I have the confidence and self-esteem and I actually want to do it on my own. I almost see it as you're unlocking a superpower. Another benefit of spending time alone, I find, is that it gives you time for personal exploration and to figure out what you like without other people's influences. It gives your mind that time to, you know, dig deep and be reflective and think, what is it that I really want or I really love or I want to do? Also, I found that when I give myself time alone my brain has time to wander and that really helps with my creativity for me personally when I have that time alone it gives my brain that time to sort of grow and develop and mull over ideas that I have so for example I will sit down and I will do a crochet project And my brain will start popping up with all of these ideas for like TikTok videos or podcast ideas. And then I'll just have a notebook or notes on my phone and I will just pop down the things that pop up in my mind. So there's some of the benefits that I think can be had from spending time alone or some of the benefits that I feel anyway. Okay, so I wanted to finish the podcast with some answers from the listeners. So I put out this sticker on Instagram and it was, how do you feel about spending time alone? The first person said, I love spending time alone. It brings me peace to my mind. The ability to plan where to go and do what I want is amazing. To put down the phone, enjoy the nature and soak in all the beauty of the world. Reflect on one's own worth, dreams, passions The feeling of being one with the environment and being in a state of pure happiness is indescribable. It's like an addiction where all you want to do is experience the peace of your mind. There is more to this message, but I feel like the person put it in two parts. So I'm going to speak about the first part first. I completely relate to what they're saying, especially the part where they say it's like an addiction where all you want to do is experience the peace of your mind. I couldn't agree more. 
I feel like when I'm on my own, I have this sense of inner peace that nothing else can give me and it is such a beautiful feeling. And also when they said to put down the phone, enjoy the nature and soak in all the beauty of the world. Yeah, I love that too. Just going to spend a day on your own and having an adventure and getting away from this busy, overwhelming world. And yeah, just having a bit of peace and quiet. Okay, the second part of the answer said, but on the other hand, it sometimes feels so lonely and sad to be left out from the social group and realise how lonely I am since I don't have many friends. It's kind of a sad feeling that can bring me down, but I try to be positive and remember that I don't like to go to clubs or sit in a bar and drink, which most of my friends enjoy. To sum up, it kind of depends the mood I'm in and what I need at that point. Most of the time I love it, but from time to time, it's really, really sad. I can completely relate to this too. I think that I can feel sort of left out and sad, but then I remember that I don't always want to be sitting in clubs and bars because that's not what I enjoy doing all the time anymore. I would rather spend more time alone and do the things that I actually want to do than socialise with people but not actually feel like it is making me feel fulfilled or it's making me feel or it's making me fill my cup. I think for most people your need for social interaction fluctuates throughout your life. I am definitely like that. So sometimes I will go a couple of weeks or even a month without seeing my friends. But then sometimes I see them like maybe once or twice a week. It does just fluctuate depending on how I'm feeling. Okay, the next person said, I think I like it more than I should. It's like a necessity for me. Hmm, that is very interesting that they said, I like it more than I should. Because going back to this whole society rewards you for being an extrovert and for having loads of friends, why shouldn't you like spending time alone more than you do spending time with people? But yeah, I completely understand what they're saying because I've definitely had times where I felt a bit guilty for wanting to spend time on my own even though it is the thing that I would prefer to do in that moment. What I think I want to happen or is actually happening is that we are rewriting the narrative a little bit on there isn't one better way to be, it isn't better to be an extrovert or better to be an introvert, it's just you are what you are and yeah, just enjoy what you are. Okay, next answer. Most times I prefer to spend time by myself rather than with my friends and family. There's something about not having to hear my own voice in brackets or anybody else's if I'm being totally honest. I love my support network endlessly and I love being with them, but I love being alone even more. And then we put that emoji that's like a woman putting the hands in hair and just saying, well, It is what it is. I relate to this so much. I absolutely love my friends and family, but that doesn't mean that I want to spend every waking moment with them. And also, a lot of the time, I find myself thinking, I actually would prefer to do this activity on my own 
So for example, I think that I prefer going hiking on my own because it just gives me that peace. I'm not talking, I can't hear anybody else's voice. And to me, that just feels calming and peaceful. Okay, one more response for this question. And somebody said, I absolutely love it. And I've definitely gotten strange looks from people when I say that. Yeah, that definitely can happen sometimes, can't it? I think sometimes you'll say to somebody, oh yeah, so I'm going to go do this activity. I'm going to go do it on my own. And then someone will say, oh, do you want me to come with you? Or, oh, why why don't you just wait till next weekend and I'll come with you? And you're like, "Mm, I actually want to do this on my own. And then they'll look at you like you're quite strange. And why wouldn't you take up the offer of somebody going with you rather than being alone? I put out another sticker as well and it was just, is there anything special that you like to do alone? I got quite a lot of people saying going to the cinema, which as I said earlier on in the podcast, I went to the cinema on my own and I absolutely loved it. Somebody said art galleries and yeah, I couldn't agree more. I went to an art gallery on my own and what I loved is I spent the amount of time that I wanted to on each picture. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe I should be a bit quicker or maybe I should stay a bit longer. But yeah, you just completely get to choose how long you're dawdling for. Somebody said weekend breaks. I don't think I've ever actually been on an overnight trip on my own somewhere. I've definitely wanted to especially within the past year, but I think I've just been trying to save money for Canada. But obviously, when I go to Canada, it is going to be one big, very long trip on my own. Somebody else said, going on trips and hiking, absolutely. I love planning a day trip for myself, so I love taking off like a random Tuesday or Wednesday when I'm supposed to be at work and planning like a hike and then going for dinner in the evening on my own. Honestly, they are my absolute favourite kind of days. Okay, thank you so much for all your submissions. I'm sorry if you can hear a piano in the background. My downstairs neighbours love to play the piano all the time. (laughs) Okay, so I think that is the end of the episode. I just wanted to end things by saying, don't get me wrong, We are social creatures and we do need social interaction and there is so much value from having your support network. However, this episode is to open up the conversation about how wonderful it can be to spend time on your own and just kind of changing the narrative a little bit around it. Okay, thank you so much for listening and hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore. That's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.